didn't feel guilty as she stepped briskly out onto the platform. Why should she? You had to take care of yourself in this city. No one else would do it for you. The flash git probably earned more in a day than most people did in a week. He didn't give a toss whether she lived or died, and so she didn't care that he mightn't have quite as good a Friday night as he'd originally been planning. And it wasn't as if she'd stolen all his worldly possessions. In fact, she was doing him a favour teaching him a useful lesson about securing your valuables when travelling on public transport. He'd never make the same mistake again. As the train pulled away from the platform, Connie made her way up to Liverpool Street Station, crossed over the forecourt and went down to the ladies. Rummaging in her bag, she found the change she needed to get through the turnstile. Once inside, she picked out a cubicle at the far end and locked the door behind her. First, she took off the glasses and placed them in their case. Then she removed the mousy-coloured wig and folded it neatly into her bag. She shook out her long, dark brown hair and ran a comb through it. Using a compact mirror, she applied mascara to her lashes and put on some lipstick. Finally, she turned her reversible raincoat inside out and put it on, so that the blue side was showing. No matter how convinced you might be that you were free and clear, it was always worth taking precautions. Next came the bit she looked forward to most. Please, God, let it have been worth her while. After pulling down the lid of the toilet, Connie perched on the edge and took the stolen wallets from her bag. Her smile widened as she slipped out their contents. Four hundred and twenty quid in all, a fistful of credit and store cards, including one gold American Express, and a bit of loose change. Yes, she couldn't complain about that little haul. It was a damn sight more than she'd get tending bar or flipping burgers. She could have dumped the wallets in the bin, but Lana had taught her to be careful. You could never tell when the bins were going to be emptied, and if some cleaner happened to remember you leaving the cubicle. There were other bins, of course, but then there were CCTV cameras to be wary of. The streets were full of them these days. There were fingerprints to worry about too. Connie never wore gloves when she was working. Your fingers had to be free and nimble. And so every wallet, if it was being disposed of, had to be properly wiped. It was easier to take them home and do it there. She put the cash and cards in her own purse and dropped it, along with the empty wallets, back in her bag. The only time Connie ever felt a pang of guilt was when she came across photos, especially of kids. On those occasions, she told herself that no one with any sense would carry around the only copy of a picture, but it still niggled, taking the edge off her pleasure in other spoils. Before leaving, she checked the floor to make sure she hadn't dropped anything. Then she stepped outside the cubicle and went through the process of washing and drying her hands. A few minutes later... She rejoined the bustle of the forecourt. The trains ran every twenty minutes at this time of day, and there was already one waiting on the platform. She jumped on, and after a quick walk through the compartments, found an empty seat by a window. It was only a short journey from here to the East End borough of Kelston. She settled down, happily anticipating the hours ahead. No more work for her today. She was going to have a well-deserved drink, and chill out in front of the TV. Tomorrow, as usual, she'd go up west with Lana and cruise through the crowds.
There were always good pickings on a Saturday. About six months ago, she discovered a tiny gold cross and chain tucked into a pocket at the back of a black leather wallet she'd lifted in Piccadilly. There had been over 800 quid in the wallet, the best result she'd ever had from a single lift. She should have thrown the cross away, or given it to Pony to get rid of, but she hadn't. Something had held her back. Connie wasn't religious. She wasn't even particularly moral. But she'd still balked at passing this particular item into the grasping, nicotine-stained fingers of Pony Adams. Lana would kill her if she ever found out. One of the first rules of the game was never to hang on to anything you thieved. Well, nothing but the cash. Connie didn't wear the cross. But sometimes, if she was feeling down, she'd take it out of the box she kept her special things in and hold it in the palm of her hand. It was like a good luck charm that always made her feel better. Connie only ever wore one piece of jewellery.